And I feel like that Monken is so creative. He's like, he's like this iron chef guy that like has all these ingredients that he just, he can, he can put together, he can put together a fantastic meal for literally any palate out there and make it taste delicious. Right. But you know what, man, sometimes a burger is just good and let's just eat the burger all night long. (laughs) Welcome to my got a podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 42-41 to come-from-behind thriller over Ohio State in the Peach Bowl. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at mygotapodcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxia Time, at oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jim. Quite a quite a way to ring in the new year. It was a pretty good it was a pretty good New Year's. Game went exactly as we expected as always. Man, I don't know how much more perfect we could have gotten on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the only solace is to say that uh we said like or, you know, many things would have to go wrong for Ohio State to be in the game and Basically, like everything went wrong, and we still won. <laughs> so that yeah. part wasn't far off. <laughs> I think. I think we uh, we nailed we nailed it on the head with uh, our like. This is what it's going to happen if we if we protect the football and if we let's see what was it we we protect the football, play our game. Um, you know, we yeah. we win this game going away. But uh, and I still I still stand by that because we missed we missed two field goals. Yeah. Um, we, you know, arguably had seven points left on the field when um, Stetson decided to run it instead of give it to Kenny McIntosh to walk into the end zone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The one I think you texted it was like, we've been asking for him to pull the ball all year, and like the one time he should have kept it. Yeah. Of, he of it. all the of all the times for him to keep the ball, that was the time he chose. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it wasn't just that it was like, you know, the, all the defensive game plan, like, it's almost like we just didn't, we didn't figure that, you know, Stroud was going to be as mobile as he was. Yeah. All yeah. the things, all the things, yep. uh, couldn't, couldn't get sacks, couldn't get open. I have, I have many comments about the offense, even though we we still generate over 500 yards of offense. I still have a little bit of critique about on the offense, but <laughs> always room for improvement there's always a room for improvement yeah what what did what did you guys end up doing for new year's were you were you guys at home uh we were at home okay. um we we just ended up just watching the game at the house um carly had uh my my oldest had uh had a friend over for for new year's and okay. like at like i want to say like halftime maybe a little after halftime um we kind of walked away from the game a little bit and um had a little kids countdown Mm. did did the martinelli's and um went out and shot off some i have i had six shots of uh mortars to shoot off and we shot off four of them and i said i was saving two because we're going back to back <laughs> the pals in there i saved two i saved you two for after the game i saved two for after the game okay and i also have six left over for the natty so okay okay nice nice 
So, you know, we had talked about what we were going to do. We ended up going to that uh, New Year's party at our neighbor's house and they like bent over backwards trying to be supportive um, and make us feel uh, comfortable with having the game on and all, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so we ended up doing that. Um, but the funny thing is like, we, we, we left and then the comeback ensued. <laughs> so like, I don't you know. Left it's like a, oh yeah. <laughs> so like apologies if it was me. I know that's not a real thing, but we, we were definitely laughing about that. Um, cause like we left after the last field goal we kicked and then, uh, like right after we got, I mean, we were just going down the street, but like, so I think basically like, you know, Ohio state punted actually right when we got home was the, uh, the timeout, which we'll talk about that, but the timeout and, and then the Arian Smith uh, touchdown, that'll happen right up for you guys. When we were watching it on our TV, um, that awesome. was the, so yeah. So then we, so then we were at home for the duration and, and for midnight. So there were fireworks in our neighborhood, not by us, but then you know, Munson doesn't deal well with that. Um, uh, our dog uh, Munson. <laughs> so, so then we had like an anxious dog for the rest of the night, but it is what it is. Bailey does pretty, Champ Bailey does pretty good with the fireworks. He was out there with us when we were shooting him off for the, after after we won gotcha um yeah it doesn't bother not... murray murray doesn't care it's just munson so i don't know he munson's, <laughs> munson, he, munson, munson's over the fireworks, over the fireworks. <laughs> oh man that's funny i don't so um i guess i actually had a let me see i i had a list written down of things that went wrong um let me see if i missed anything that you if there's anything i had that you didn't say you, you meant well i think you mentioned the interception right um mm-hmm. uh let's see i'll also run it down so the, the the zone read where stetson pulled the ball the two missed field goals interception uh the kenny mcintosh turf monster the turf uh, I monster. I cannot believe which that didn't, happened. which didn't end up which didn't end up hurting us all the, all that much because we ended up scoring right it ended up not mattering at all uh and that, that actually because of that play is how we ended up with the uh stetson bennett hitting the patrick mahomes uh, stat line again. Oh the, yeah. <laughs> Cause that, that led to his rushing touchdown. Um, not enough pressure on Stroud. Uh, the fact that Stroud was, was, uh, gaining rushing yards. Cause that was, that was one of the ones that things that we said, it was, you know, based on his like rushing attempts and yards throughout the year, he didn't really run a lot. So, um, yeah. And then like the injuries though, too, like, you know, there's a lot of Ohio state folks crying about injuries, but we had Darnell Washington would get hurt. We had Chaz Chambos get hurt among others. Um, and the only other one I had was when we got cute. I felt like we got cute on second goal at one point. So, Mm -hmm. but, but anyways, so yeah, Yeah, so we had a lot, a lot of stuff not going our way. Was, uh, was, was the getting cute point? Was that the, uh, was that the reverse that we decided to run? It was the, to me, it was the, um, and I don't know if Stetson just threw it wrong, but it was the, what ended up being a lateral to Lad McConkey. The Lad Lad McConkey throw where he just kind of hospital balled it. Yeah, yeah, he just short armed it, and then it ended up being a lateral. I mean, thankfully, Lad had presence of mind to dive on it, you know, um, and recover what was, was. I mean, it was a fumble, right? Um, right. So yeah, yeah, that that's that's the play I was talking about. That was my get you call because yeah. that was what second and goal. We had just you know we get down there close, and then we hand it off to I think it was Dejon gets down, you know, like inside the five. It felt like we could have just kept running the ball. Yes. Um, I don't know why we had to do something funky like that. So, yeah. Anything that was like a slow developing um, where you got to have a wide receiver run around the formation just seems like a lot of work for a little, a lot of risk and a lot of work for like not as much gain. Right. Right. And so, as it turns out, almost, almost potential disaster. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there were so many like key moments that, that could have been disastrous, uh, you know, that make or break the game. I, I, it is, uh, shocking to me to see like things like cr- have crucial reviews go our way, you know, like to have both the, um, the Bullard targeting call get overturned. And then also the Brock Bowers, uh, first down call, um, on fourth down stretching for the line to have that review change and cause that to be a first down. Like that's the kind of stuff that like in the past, like that doesn't happen for us, you know, like those are the, <laughs> those are the kind of plays that we're like screaming at and, and like, ah, I can't believe it didn't go our way or whatever. So, oh, uh, it's, yeah. and I don't know how much of that is a function of just, they got it right. Cause I believe they got it right. Or it's also like when you're on top, you get that benefit of the doubt sometimes. I mean, I think they were the right calls, but still that hasn't always mattered in the past, you know? Yeah. That, um, that targeting call was uh was pretty was pretty crucial for us. So I yeah. And and I think the first down, frankly, the first down that, that Bowers had where they yeah. reviewed that one, that was another one. Yeah, yeah. Huge calls. Huge calls. Yeah. All right. How do you want to walk through this? I I, I still because I'm I feel like I'm almost like still in shock <laughs> that we keep back in yeah, one. Uh, I, I, I'm sitting well, here. I, I mean, Jim, I think you know this, but like uh before we were recording, uh I ended up going down to my neighbor's house. So I am actually currently smoking. You can see it. I can, I'm yeah. smoking the victory cigar that <laughs> I have been saving to smoke with my neighbor. Yeah. Um, so we smoked, we smoked the victory cigar. We were just recounting, you know, everything that we're talking about. It was almost like a dry run for the podcast. It's <laughs> kind of what we, we try yeah. to, we try to envision this, envision this podcast as just a couple of guys around the fire drinking bourbon <laughs> and, and talking Georgia football. That's and, right. And, That's right. Um, I was I was doing that earlier tonight and I'm currently doing it now. So I'm just sitting here just savoring the cigar and and the bourbon that I've got in my cup still. And um, you know, nice. uh, I still can't I still can't believe we we won that game. I showed I showed my buddy I, like I said it was a little bit of a dry run for for the podcast, but um I showed him I was like really this is this is all you need to know about that game. And it was you you had sent me the probability Probability, the win probability from ESPN. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it was it, it was it was like basically ninety five percent ninety five percent Ohio State, and then all of a sudden we marched down the field, scored, and their the win probability for them just just dropped like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fell off a cliff. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it was it was ninety five when it, when it was Ohio State um Ohio State thirty one Georgia. 27 uh so that was actually the punt so the the play where kirby ends up calling timeout so that fourth and one before it was snapped i guess right like they were at 95.7 percent chance to win and then the arian smith touchdown uh took it down to 74.9 so huge turning point of the game so the arian smith touchdown is what is what started the 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 drop down it dropped it from 95 percent ohio state to still, they were uh, they were still you know favored or whatever or projected, but it dropped from basically like ninety five to seventy five. So it dropped. Okay, so twenty percentage points, and that was uh, about eight minutes left in the game, right? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Eight. So eight, yeah, like eight and a half minutes. So I remember, like right before that, um, right before that, it was about nine minutes left in the game. And I think I sent to I think I sent to, to the text thread. I was like, that's like the math. Like I was just running the numbers. Like at nine minutes left, I was like, if we don't score really quickly, 
like the math here is not going to add up for us and yeah. bang arian smith it was like almost almost like right after i sent that text to the boys like that arian smith bomb touchdown i was like well we're back in this game <laughs> yeah and like what and a there route was even a, there was there was even a point like with four minutes left, like with four minutes left, I was like, okay, we might lose this game, but yeah. we, we, we pulled it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like with the Arian Smith play, like the route was incredible. Like I've seen again with the uh, crying Ohio state fans, I've seen like the, Oh, well he fell down. I was like, well, he fell down because he got juked. He got <laughs> like, juked Smith, out of his shoes. <laughs> he, got, he got turned around and that made him fall. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I was never like, I felt like we were in the game. Um, you know, I always felt like we were in it. The the backbreaker, what I thought was going to be the backbreaker, was the the Stroud scramble late. Um, uh, but you know, which there was like, so you know, if if you want to have any, you know, we, we won, so it doesn't doesn't matter. But the 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 lack of holding, I don't know. Did we ever get called for holding? I know Ohio State got called once. Um, no, I don't, I don't know that we did. did either. So I would. I would hope and would assume that we were holding like crazy too. I just, I, I know for a fact, like I don't notice it when we hold. Um, I definitely noticed it them. They had three holds on that last scramble. <laughs> I think they tackled Jalen Carter. And then uh, I think it was Beal and I think Stack or, Stackhouse. They had their shoulder pads. So whatever. I'm sure, I'm sure that the guys were, I'm sure the guys were tired of me. Like, like just bitching. I was, I was like texting all of my frustration about the holding <laughs> calls that were not, that we were not getting. I mean, on that yeah. scramble, on that scramble that you're talking about, I mean, Jalen Carter got tackled to the ground. Yeah, literally tackled to the ground. Literally tackled. He was literally tackled to the ground. And my buddy, my buddy that was with me tonight, that was one of the first things he, he said. He was like, "Hey, <laughs> Jalen got tackled to the ground." <laughs> and he like, he like, did he not up. call holding in the Pac-12? <laughs> he popped up. Jalen Carter like popped up. Was holding his hands up in the air. Oh man. So yeah, I mean, it definitely, you know, yeah, I. Good. Well, I was just gonna say like. If you if you're not getting the hold calls, like I mean, let, I'll just say this: the hold the holding non calls impacted the game in a substantial way, in such that it made our rush our our blitz our blitz attempts mm-hmm. look like there were there are people online that were talking so much trash about Jalen Carter, how he only had like he did nothing in that game, he had one tackle or whatever. Like yeah. I saw some trolls out there that were talking about how he just did nothing in the game. Like, dude. You clearly don't understand like what what they're doing out there, but right. I mean, when you're literally getting held back or tackled to the ground, which allows which allows him time in the pocket to find people. We were asking Keely Ringo to cover people for like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a long time to ask a guy that's playing at an elite level with elite receivers, like running all over the field. I mean, they, I think two of their touchdowns were backyard touchdowns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, no, totally agree. And I, I actually felt like, I mean, I know like Ringo had what the one pass interference and that one wasn't great. Uh, Cause I think he actually could have made a play on that ball if he got his head around, but like the other, I mean, other than that, I think he gave it one touchdown and the one touchdown he gave up was one of those backyard plays where Stroud was, had, I mean, he had all day. And that was the thing. Like that was what we talked about is, you know, they've got these great receivers and you can't cover them all day. You need to get pressure. And we we couldn't, but I think your point basically being like a large function of that was a function of the holding, <laughs> not getting called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it kind of is what it is. I I don't know. Maybe they are better at, at uh, concealing their holding than we were because you know they. I don't know how much we were holding. Like I said, they were definitely able to get pressure on Stetson um, to kind of flip that around there. Like that was something that I wasn't prepared to see happen either. And I think it 
got to Stetson for a little bit, actually. I think it got it in his head kind of like through that third quarter. Um, Cause it felt like he yeah, was kind of think- rushing things a little bit. Um, whereas he started off like totally on fire at the beginning of the game. Yeah, man. Like I, so I will say like, if you're talking about like critiques, like on things, I will say that like they had a good plan to fight through the, the offense, our offensive line to a point where mm. it felt like that, at multiple points throughout the game, it felt like that the pocket was horseshoed around Stetson to the point where he could not escape. Yeah. Like, even if he wanted to try to escape, he probably couldn't have. No, that said, I think there was a couple of times where he, like, his pocket, his pocket awareness, like, hey, the pocket is crashing down. I need to move kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he just didn't move. He just stayed in the pocket and allowed the pocket to crash down on him. Whereas right. Stroud, the pocket was crashing down on him, but he he moved, maneuvered out of it or maneuvered around it. And, you know, I think at one point, like Jalen Carter came in free and clear and he just kind of like olayed him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a, like, like, like a, like a bullfighter. He was just like, olay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, but Stetson, like the pocket would collapse around him and then he couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And just took the sack, which to, I think you had mentioned this, like to his credit, like he didn't force a whole lot. There was one play where I think it was, I think it was a third down play where he kind of forced it on the goal line situation. And we ended mm-hmm. up kicking a field goal mm-hmm. and oh, he, yeah, forced, yeah, yeah. He, he forced the ball into double coverage with Lad McConkey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, he put it in a spot where only his guy could have caught it, but I think smart kind of took him aside afterwards and like, was talking to him like Kirby was basically immediately in his ear about that throw. Yeah. Um, and Kirby, Kirby, Kirby kind of laid into him after the game. Like I know. He, yeah. In the post game interview, he basically, he basically talked about Stetson for the whole, the whole post game interview. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just the kind of guy Kirby is though. Um, I saw some, he caught some flack for that, but um, if you don't know, if you don't know Kirby, then you probably thought that was a, a dick move, but I think that he was trying to motivate his quarterback um, yeah, to, to play so. better, um, to play more to what they were looking for. I mean, on the whole, he had a great outing. I mean, at one point, like I think you had, uh, you had messaged this after the game. I didn't even realize it in the midst, but like he had a better, you know, he had a better day than, than, than Stroud, like minus, minus the interception, which. Yeah. I think that wasn't that wasn't that ball wasn't that interception that he threw wasn't that eighty on that route it almost looked like he was expecting no, it, eighty it wasn't it was Kenny McIntosh Kenny Kenny McIntosh yeah. yeah um it's almost like he was expecting him to do something different there um I, I think so and that actually got brought up on the Dog Central forum um so folks were asking I, Eric Zier on the hometown broadcast said something to the effect that he felt like Stetson didn't see the linebacker um, but I don't think that's right. Um, it looked like it was more like Stetson thought Kenny was going to kind of go inside of the defender and Kenny just like was going down mm-hmm. the sideline more like traditional wheel route. So yeah, it looked like they weren't on the same page. Um, yeah. but yeah, so which, let's, let's, which, oh, good. I was just going to say, which frankly, like seemed like that, that was the case a couple of points throughout the game on mm-hmm. both the offense and the defense, the communication seemed like it was not good. In general, yeah. like we we looked we looked confused we looked confused on defense, which is uncharacteristic. Um, we looked a little 
discombobulated at points. Um, I heard, and I guess, I don't know if we can edit this out if we need to, but it sounded like that Brock Bowers was really sick. I asked the boys that question, but nobody, nobody really responded. But Graham had mentioned it after the game that Brock Bowers, I guess, had been really sick, which Herb Street, good gosh, was like all on him like uh, basically yeah. for a solid like 10 10 minutes it was like where's brock bowers yeah. where is he that was that was that was kind of a weird one yeah i don't know like whatever, like, come on, whatever ohio state alone but like and that's yeah, the thing yeah, too yeah, is it's like you know i i don't i'm not entirely sure i mean like he may have been having to block more with darnell out you know like with i'm darnell not I don't out, know. yeah like I'm not sure i know i know we brought delp in and had him play there um but i wanted to go back to the stroud versus bennett the, the stats so it is crazy that it was just strictly passing so they both had the same number of attempts and the same number of completions so they were both 23 of 34 uh stroud for 348 yards and a touchdown uh but stetson for 398 yards and then three touchdowns as opposed to stroud's four touchdowns now however stetson did have one rushing touchdown so they had the same total number of touchdowns and then stetson had what 50 yard, 50 more yards passing um you do factor in the, the the rushing for stroud so he had what i mean net stroud only had uh 34 yards rushing so um i think i think uh if you factor in like what we had what three or four sacks yeah yeah so I don't know, man, it's, you know, just, and it's funny because like, I, I mean, I came away from this game, like most people, like, holy cow, CJ Stroud is amazing. <laughs> like, you know, um, but it was funny. It was like, I, and he, he, he was, and, and he is, um, I, um, you know, as of our now recording, we've seen, um, uh, USC's collapse in the, in, in the cotton bowl. And, you know, they have like a great <laughs> with the, uh, Tulane had the crazy comeback win over, uh, USC. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the, uh, Heisman winner, uh, could have been one of either of those guys from the peach bowl. Uh, just my two cents, but, yeah. um, but yeah, but it was crazy to like, you know, have those feelings and then go look at the stat line and look at the numbers. And like you're saying, I think like all of us, like, and even Stetson said, we've seen Stetson say, like, I didn't play very well. <laughs> you know, he's like, I didn't play very well, yeah. but he threw for almost 400 yards. Yeah, he didn't play well, and we still won the game. Like, yeah. two years ago, two years ago, he doesn't play very well, and we lose that game badly. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was nuts, too. Just like the, the flow of the game was weird. You know, I was kind of hoping, like, I think we had texted about, like, the first game with TCU and and Michigan was so crazy. Like, oh well, maybe our game will be like a snoozer. Like Georgia will win handily, or like kind of a boring game. And like that, that did not play out. Um, no, but like no, but, you know. And I, I was kind of thinking, like, I kept looking back to the Michigan game last year and thinking, like, oh, like we're gonna come out fast. We're gonna come out fast. And I mean, we kind of did, did, I guess. Like, right? I mean, that first drive, we marched straight down the field, um, and then you know it was like that. The, the the keeper when Stetson kept the ball kind of turned the tide there and then we missed the field goal. Um, yeah. And then, you know, but then they score and then we come right back down and, and, and we score right after that. So, um, but then that's where I think Stroud really kind of kicked it into high gear and it was like, oh man, like these receivers are really good. Like, which I mean, and again, like they are like Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. Lived up to his billing. I mean, he's incredible. Abuka was, was excellent. Um, their offense was flat out incredible. And I guess uh, maybe we should have uh, paid more attention to the whole uh, 2017 Rose Bowl <laughs> analogy. <laughs> uh, I don't think we ever yeah. got as far behind as we did in that game, but uh, I, I mean, but their offense was, was I, something. I don't think that, I also don't think that we played as bad in that game. Like basically like 
yeah, they played a good game and we played a good game in that game. And in this game, we we played a bad game. Like we 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 just didn't like we didn't execute like we normally do in basically mm-hmm. all phases of the game. And Ohio State pretty much played perfect. Um as as best as I think I feel like that they probably should have expected. Mm-hmm. Um they didn't turn the ball over. They scored a lot. Um they got pressure on us. Like we took a lot of sacks. They took a lot of sacks. Yeah. Um the 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 one difference in this game was, you know, we missed we missed all of our field goals early. Obviously, they missed the big one um, at the end, uh, yeah. and and we turned and we turned the ball over. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really not much else to say uh, aside from that. Is um, everything else in between is just kind of like I, I mean, circumstantial. But like, you could make the argument that we got we got our butts handed to us on the offensive line, probably the worst. I mean, you look at the PFF grades for for everybody, and it was just like, man. I didn't think that Cedric Van Pran was a, a 50 graded, you know, center mm-hmm. all season long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there know. were, there were some like noticeable miss blocks by those guys that like, there was like, Oh, uh, like that, that actually that one where Stetson that we keep talking about in the first drive where Stetson kept the ball. I mean, like I actually think Stetson did the right thing as far as like what he's looking for. Cause he's looking at the defensive end. If the defensive end like to his right is tracking towards the back, he's supposed to pull it and go past him. Well, he did that, but when he got around him, the um, I don't know who it was, but I, I or I don't know which defender it was, but uh Mims, I think, basically missed his block. And so that left a guy free. They got him right into Stetson's face. I believe Stetson got around him, but then when he got to the edge, uh there was a defensive back right there. And because I think Bell, uh, I don't know who Bell is supposed to block, but Bell definitely didn't block the guy <laughs> that tackled Stetson. So it was like I think it was one of those kind of like bad luck scenarios, at least from Stetson's decision making, where he did what he's coached to do, but then the blocking wasn't there. You know, the guys didn't execute. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I, I have a similar play. The I think it was the end around um, to to Lad McConkey. Mm. We oh, tried to yeah. run. We tried to run an end around to Lad McConkey, and he ended up getting like almost like the guy almost intercepted the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he yeah. got there as lad, as lad caught the, caught the pitch or whatever. He was, he was unblocked. Like we didn't account there was no accounting for him in that, in that play. That's yeah. just a bad, that's a bad, that's a bad fit. Um, and that doesn't normally happen. Like I said, yeah, we, we played our worst game and we still came away with the win. And it goes back to the preview. Like you have to hope that we turn the ball over, you play your perfect game, and we play our worst game, and you might have a chance to win. And we proved that even if those things happen, yeah, we're still going to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. I uh, it was weird too. Okay, because so like you know, I was we were talking about like uh, like Munkin and what's he going to do. And like, we had these kind of things up his sleeve and like they did against Michigan and everything. I actually feel like we would have been better off if he had just not done any of those kinds of things, like take away the sweep to McConkey or the, or the end around to McConkey. You were just talking about take away the weird, um, that, uh, the second and goal play that was a fumble, uh, basically passed to McConkey, you know, like don't run those plays. And I feel like we would have been a much better, situation like it did feel like when we were running our bread and butter stuff that's actually what ohio state couldn't stop when we executed like we ran the ball we ran the ball well i did want to talk about like all the backs i thought actually had a very good game uh they all brought their own style the touchdown Mm -hmm. run by kendall milton was incredible 
the mm-hmm. balance he had, the power he had to run through those guys. I don't know why the review took so long uh, to confirm the touchdown, but like that was an incredible run. So uh, that was huge. Um, they all played great. And I mean, and like A.D. Mitchell, holy cow, like right from the get go. I mean, he's he started he was in there, played pretty much the whole game. Um, that was impressive. And I mean, he makes a difference. <laughs> I mean, I think he's he's he was doing the things that like you were expecting him to do this season. Right. When we finally got to see him mm-hmm. back on the field again. Well, yeah, he was doing the same thing. He was doing the things that we expected him to do. And then Arian Smith did the things that we were expecting him to do. I mean, Arian Smith was the leading receiver, three catches for over over a hundred something yards. Like, dude, the yeah. guy the guy played out of his out of his mind. Uh and then even like, you know, we talked about it in the preview. You know, we needed Kiras to have a big game. He didn't have a big <sighs> game, but he had a big moment that put yeah. us in a position to win the game. Yeah, he did, man. He, uh, and so another thing, uh, we haven't really touched on much is like lad's health. I mean, so lad clearly was not hundred percent. Uh, we saw him limping off the field after he scored the two point conversion. Um, but also he noticeably was not the one returning punts, right? That was Kyrus. Yeah. Um, and Kyrus did have a big punt return as well. Um, I mean, that was, that was, that was so huge. Uh, punt return was huge. And then that, I mean, the, the, that play, the pass to Kiaris, which is the the play that got us down there in the red zone for the go ahead touchdown. Um, heck of a throw by Stetson. Great catch by Kiaris. Great route by Kiaris. It was uh, it was pretty it was pretty incredible. It was I was proud proud for our boy. <laughs> yes, uh, our our boy our boy played played well. Um, uh, all right, so let's let's all right, so let's let's run through it like we would normally do. Let's 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 talk offense. Uh, I'm going to talk about offense a little bit more. So, okay. offensively, I think that we had. I mean, there's, there's, you can't really slice and dice a 500 plus yard game, three touchdowns mm-hmm. by your quarterback, one, one rushing, um, 100 something yards receiving from from Arian Smith. That's on paper, it's a fantastic game, right? Yes. Yep. For for the offense, but there are things that I feel like that we made much harder on ourselves than we probably should have. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned it like like our bread and butter. Um, you mentioned it with the running backs. Like it felt like at, at one point you and I were just like, but just run the damn ball. Like, yeah. sorry, Carter. Um, <laughs> just just run the ball. Like, yeah. it felt like that they could not stop us running the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point, like you know, you, me, Graham, Dustin, like we were all just saying, like, just run the same plays over and over until they stop it. Yeah. And I feel like that Monken is so creative. He's like, he's like this iron chef guy that like has (laughs) all these ingredients that he just, he can, he can put together, he can put together a fantastic meal for literally any palate out there and make it taste delicious. Right. But you know what, man? Sometimes a burger is just good, and let's just eat the burger all night long. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Carter. Carter. <laughs> like uh, at some point, at some point, you have to look at what you have and just run with what works, man. Like that's just uh, I, like we they couldn't stop the run early, and I felt like that we went away from like we went away from it way yeah. too soon, and then. And then you look at like the first touchdown. I think it was the first touchdown. The slip screen, the, sl- the yes. slip screen to yeah. McIntosh. To McIntosh. Like that like that that play 
was so beautiful. Like it was so artful and we executed it perfectly. Like just yeah. keep running it. Maybe, maybe switch up the personnel. Like, I mean, it almost looked exactly like that play that Brock Bowers had that broke the game open in the national championship. Like mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't try, we didn't try a bubble screen with Brock Bowers all night. We mm. didn't try bubble screens with anybody. Like it seemed like our, our slip screen and our screen game was, was working um kenny mcintosh was obviously in his bag that night like i mean he did he did a great job receiving out of the backfield right yeah like let's 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 try that like i mean i hope that they look back on this game film and see that look when the pocket is crashing down the the best way for us to create yards is to just get a quick throw out and just get upfield. yeah it seemed like it seemed like that we just wanted to take the snap on the passing plays and it felt like that we didn't have a whole lot of outlets short. It felt like that we were looking for like nine plus yard throws, whereas mm-hmm. a, fi- a five yard throw would have done it and let him run for more yards. Like uh, there were multiple times when I saw Herbie and Chris Fowler, they're looking at the zoomed out view and you see like the guys running down the field and they're all way downfield. There's nothing short. Like there's literally nothing short. And yeah. Stetson's just sitting back there waiting. And maybe that's like the pace of the game. We're trying to catch up because we got down a little early, but like, yeah, I, I feel like that we could have still done what we did in, in winning the game if we had just tried to take little chunks instead of big chunks. And I think that that's what I said at some point, like, like we got late and I think it was like, like I said, eight, nine minutes left in the game. It was like, at some point we've got to start taking big chunk plays down the field because we don't have enough time to do the things that I would normally like to do. Right. No, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it felt like that stuff, the, like the, the, the short lateral perimeter uh, was there, I think for the taking, I remember there was one play in specific where like, I think we handed the ball off, which we were just saying run the ball, but there was a play where like, I remember we had two receivers split out to the right and there was a 10 yard cushion on both of them. And I, I would wish Stetson would have just taken the ball. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if you can audible there or whatever. It's like, dude, there's like, look at that cushion, just throw it to them. And you're, you got five yards guaranteed. Like with that cushion, that kind of stuff. I mean, stuff. on the flip, on the flip side, on the defensive side, I mean, not to, not to pivot. No, to let's go there. I, I was thinking the same thing. Well, I mean, there's, I, I'll, I'll say this. There was one play in particular, like what you're talking about, where we did have someone in the flat. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember Stetson was just looking, looking, looking downfield. He was just looking, looking, looking. And I think it was, I think it was Kenny. Maybe it was Dejan. He was literally just standing out there by himself, waiting for someone to throw him the ball. Yeah. And Stetson was just looking, looking, looking. And then finally he threw it and it was like a five, six yard game. Like, yeah, I do. That, that's, that that's time. That's time that we could have just, just, just take what the defense gives you and, and move yeah. on. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I feel like I'll say this like in general, as far as I mean, like on the coaching side of the game, I think I had texted you on on Saturday at some point, like uh, so we, we we all started to get a little nervous Saturday morning, <laughs> I think, like throughout the day, started to get kind of nervous, uh, even though you went for your run, which we didn't we didn't mention you did go for your run. Uh, I did. You go know. For, I, did, I went for a big run. I went for the home run. <laughs> so th- things were, you know, pre- preparations uh, were made. Um, but like. Oh, so what I texted you was, yeah, I was like, at the end of the day, you know, it's uh, you Kirby Smart against Ryan Day, and I'm gonna trust Kirby Smart in the in the playoff over over Ryan Day, um, right. as far as like you know, game planning and, and etc. I'm gonna walk that back a little bit. I'm gonna say this: I I think Ohio State had a better plan than we did. Um, 
And because I don't exactly know, I'm interested to see um, anything that Graham, Graham and, uh, and Josh and John are able to, to come up with from a, from a film uh, perspective, as far as like what our defense, what exactly we were doing. Um, It felt very much like last year's SEC championship game. And that's not a good thing. Um, And then, but, but I, I think they, and they had, Ohio State had a great uh I mean they had a great they had a great game plan. I think uh something though that was pretty noticeable during the broadcast is how excitable Ryan Day was and how even keel Kirby was throughout the game. Oh my and gosh. So, yeah. You know, so, so I I so, think like the whole and like and like all of Kirby's talking points, right? Like the toughness, composure, resiliency, right? Like all those things. I mean, like that's the like I know like you can kind of think it's coach speak and everything, but Look at look at their core values and how that impacted that game. I mean, that's why we won. I mean, they never stopped believing. They got in there, and I mean, you know, Georgia is a better football team than Ohio State. Like, period. The better team won. Uh, Ohio State may have played better for much of the game, but Georgia's a better team, and we never lost sight of that. Never lost belief of that, and we showed it by the end of the game. Yeah, the, I think that this this game is. I don't want to say the final piece, but I would say that's probably a cornerstone moment for this program that he's building in general, because it encapsulates everything that I feel like that all of us as Georgia fans were looking for when we were looking at what Alabama has been doing Mm -hmm. for the last decade or so. Um, You know, where you look at like, dude, every time, every time you think you've got these guys by, by the neck, they they wriggle free and then just put a fatal blow into your heart. Yeah, like that's exactly what it felt like was happening last night. Like I remember, like well, uh, I remember la- uh, when I was watching the game and I was super calm all night long. <clears throat> I, I felt like I felt like I was I was very chill for a number of reasons that I, I think I mentioned to you. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I never, I, it, it, I think I messaged this to you. It felt like the Missouri game. If every, mm. everything that yeah. everything that I felt like was like the Missouri games, like dude, like literally everything's going wrong. Yeah. But I feel like we can beat these guys. I feel like we can get there. I feel like we can get there. Like I said, I think there was four. There was four minutes left in the game, and that's when I started getting nervous. Like, please mm-hmm. tell me any other Georgia team how you would feel throughout that entire game like i was there for 2012 like i was there watching the watching the game for 2012 in the parking lot with a bunch of alabama fans surrounding me and like it had the same kind of vibe it was a slug fest like it was an absolute mm. emotion emotional slug fest roller coaster offense defense everything um and yeah. you know i was nervous the whole game the whole game from kickoff to to the last play i was i was nervous as hell this game i didn't i didn't really get nervous until the four minutes left in the game which is <laughs> yeah. which is which is insane <laughs> yeah I, i'll say too like i think uh like we talked about the timeout briefly earlier like I, like that moment right there um you know like people used to get like people got all over kirby right for the fake punt in the sec championship game uh and what, what was that 18 right mm-hmm. uh and so like you know all these things that people try to throw at Kirby, like he's this, he's that, he can't do this. And like, you know, in-game coaching was kind of a, a bit of a knock on him at one point. And I don't, I don't think you can say that anymore. I mean, the way this game was managed in the game to keep everyone there and, and like, and that recognizing that timeout, uh, recognizing the formation, the fact that they were going to fake it 
and just calling timeout. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, the pictures. They actually had 12 men on the field on that play, um, but I have zero faith that that would have been called. So I, I, to me, that doesn't diminish his, well, his calling the timeout as soon as they broke the huddle. Yeah, yeah, you can't mind. It should, it should have, it, like, it, it had had he not called a timeout, it would have stood. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't, I don't think the twelve. I don't. I think they wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, no, they didn't notice, which is crazy to me. Again, Pac-12 yeah. officials, like, <laughs> we had, we not only had to beat, we not only had to beat Ohio State, we had to beat the officials too, because yeah. that would have pushed them back even further, and there wouldn't have been a question at all on whether or not they were punting, but. um I think it was interesting about that play since you brought it up. Um, I think it was, I don't know. I don't know what, what press conference or the notes from the dog central. I can't remember where it was, but like, I guess that he was quoted as saying that like he noticed the, like he noticed mm-hmm. the, the formation. Yeah. But I guess that in the headset, there's, I guess there's a number of channels that he can kind of tune into. And he said something about the special teams channel was, was talking about it. And it, he wasn't on that channel. <laughs> he, he made the decision to call the timeout. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The special teams people saw what was happening and they knew something was up, and he was not listening to that channel, but still made that same decision. Like to me, that's just that's just attention to details. Yeah. That, like, does Mark Rick call that timeout? Uh, yeah. I mean, so to me, that was. That that moment right there, that was this game wasn't as big. No, sorry, I mean the game I'm about to reference was not as big as this game, but it was the 2005 Sugar Bowl, the Splendor mm-hmm. Bowl, right? <laughs> when West Virginia, like they they were clearly lined up in an in an awkward formation. Now I don't know if we had any timeouts left of that game. I can't remember. Maybe we didn't. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so let me. I I, I want to do something. I want to pick a play of the game. I've got some candidates. Okay. Um, I won't have to pick one, but I just want to, I, I kind of want to do this just to show how many like individual plays I feel like made a, made, like made such a big change in this game. So I've got the review of the targeting on Bullard with the re- targeting being removed that not getting called targeting could be a play of the game. Um, uh, Arian, the Arian Smith touchdown, um, the, the timeout right before the Arian Smith touchdown the, on the fake punt, uh, <laughs> You could do the two. You could say the two point conversion to Lad, uh, considering we won by one point. Um, Brock Bauer is stretching out for the first down on fourth down, uh, and again that one took a review uh, to get there. I've got Stetson Dakiaris in there. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's home home cook in there. But Stetson Dakiaris, <laughs> the AD Mitchell touchdown, and then one thing that we haven't talked about yet. We talked about the CJ Stroud scramble with triple holding and Jalen Carter getting tackled. Uh, was the play that I thought broke the broker back. I thought that was, that was it. The next play on first down, a tackle for loss that pushed them out of the field goal range. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a, I, that one's high up there for me too. So, well, you could also make an argument for the next play that happened after that, the third down play where we literally brought the house and he yeah. had no other option, but to throw the ball away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the back, back to back. Oh, yeah, no, so it was second down. Oh, second down, he threw it. He, uh, Keely Ringo broke up a pass. And then third down, that was, you know, that was a mad scramble. Yeah. That third down, because they went hurry up and like we weren't even lined up on defense. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had like Robert Beal was like running across the field to get uh, to where he needed to be. It's pretty crazy. Uh, it's amazing that we were able to get that much pressure considering the chaos, which again goes back to what you were saying earlier and just like the attention to detail that's there that these players 
knew what to do. I don't, I highly doubt there was like a defensive call made for that play. Uh, Cause it was run so fast and they were all just, right. they were all just ready and got, I mean, obviously no sack or anything, but that was, I mean, some of the biggest pressure of the game to flush them out of the pocket like that and have to throw the ball away. So when, when, when you have a tight, when you have a tight game in a, in a soccer game, they call it, they call it squeaky bum time. Mm. Um, that was squeaky bum time. That, that entire <laughs> sequence was squeaky bum time. And everything that like transpired was the definition of where this program has come. Like we came out there first down tackle for loss, um, knock them out, of, knock them out of field goal range. Keely Ringo, like that, that pass breakup was like, you could see it. Like the kid was feeling it. He was in a vibe at that moment in time. Yeah. He was just ready for it. He was ready for it. And then the next play, they were ready for it. Like they were ready. They were ready. And that's all you can ask for from a coaching staff is to get your team ready to succeed and put them in a position to win their battles. And in that particular moment, like that is a quintessential just look at where we've come as a Georgia program and to be able to shut a elite offense that had been operating on all four cylinders, the entire game uh, with a Heisman finalist, the number of, I guess he, what did he finish fourth or fifth or whatever in the Heisman? Yeah. Four, he was Heisman fourth in the Heisman. Yeah. Fourth. fourth. Yeah. And we were able to, we were able to knock them into a position where they had to kick a career long field goal or tie a career long field goal or whatever. And mm-hmm. ended up wetting the bed. Like that's, that's just <laughs> like inject, inject that, inject that Kirby smart program into my veins and let it run. Yeah. Um, that's, that's perfect. To, but to answer your question. All right. So the, the play of the game, man, dude, that's a, that's a really, that's a good question. All right. So I guess like, if if Brock Bowers doesn't get that first down, it changes the whole complexity of that game because I think it wasn't a fourth down or was it a third down? I can't remember. That was fourth down. So they we that it was, was a fourth down and then yeah. being turned down. So that was a that was a field goal drive. Um, so that was the drive. Um, but we got points. We like got we points. had we had to get points on yes. that drive. Yes. Um, I would say that I would say that it was that thirty-eight. Play, it was thirty-eight to twenty-four when that happened. And how much time was left? Mm, well, we kicked the field goal with five seventeen left. <laughs> uh, that, can't, that can't be right. Sorry, sorry. Ten ten minutes. It was the field goal was kicked with ten minutes and fourteen seconds left in the okay. game. So if that play doesn't happen, the next series almost doesn't matter. Like yeah, yeah. In my opinion, that play was probably the play of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I it, think we it, we don't get the event. We we probably don't get the. Uh, the ability to, to take the lead. The, yeah, that. the ability yeah. the ability to take the lead is what I'm yeah, what I'm looking for there. Yeah. Um aside from that, like, okay, so you if if you take that player out of it, like I I mean, the Arian Smith touchdown, how fast that 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 happened. <laughs> yeah. That was and- was like like the, the, the that two play combo there, like yes, like getting, exactly. Getting getting Brock Bowers the first down so they can put points on the board and then immediately coming back, putting them in a punting situation where we get the ball back or whatever. Yeah. Like and the timeout. The timeout happened there too. And, that was and, the timeout. The, the timeout happened for the fake punt. And then Arian Smith was the next play. It's three plays. It's three plays. Yeah. Like three plays, three plays made the game. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Kirby calling a timeout. Arian Smith scoring a touchdown. Brock Bowers getting the first down. Yeah. And yeah. That's that's just crazy to me. Yep, agreed. 
All right, let's let's take a quick moment uh, to remind everyone that season three of a of my got a podcast is presented by Oxia Time. Uh, Oxia Time is a custom watch company, and you got to check out their 2021 Georgia National Championship watch collection. You got to also check out their 2022 CFP collection. Uh, they are all out there available at Oxia Time, and um, you go check that out at oxiatime.com. That's A X I A T I M E. Dot com. Uh, John and I both have the 2021 CFP championship watch. I I know I was wearing mine during the game. Uh, I know my dad was wearing his. I got to see my dad's in person uh, while they're up here uh, for Christmas. Um, he, as I mentioned before, uh, my mom got my dad one of those watches for Christmas. Uh, I, I know he's loving it. Um, it was a great way to ring in the, the new year and knowing it was midnight midnight with my uh, Oxytime piece. So, yep, exactly. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have the stroke of midnight with the Oxytime piece. That, that was, that was awesome. <laughs> How about, yeah. uh, I don't know. Have you seen the fact that Scott Howard, when, when Georgia got the ball back or sorry. Okay. After AD Mitchell scores, right. So we're up, it was with the final score is there. It's 42 to 41. We kick off uh, before Ohio State uh, runs their first offensive play on the final drive, Scott Howard said he actually said, "Like, would it be cool if we, uh, if we, if we win this game at the stroke of midnight?" <laughs> <Something like that>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you need, you need to go back and find that audio clip and and post it for I'll, Scott. <laughs> I'll do that. Oh man, like yeah, the the I, I I tweeted out the call. Okay, so two things I find funny: one, the amount of views and like traction that's gotten of the, the his call of the, the missed field goal is insane there's also like a big argument in the replies on whether it's a good call or a bad call <laughs> i thought that was funny people are uh, pretty opinionated about about scott howard so about scott's about scott's final field goal play yeah yeah about his call uh yeah i would say it's probably not one of his better ones yeah um, yeah i think the 80 Mitchell my, touchdown and, was a better call to me yeah yeah it was a little bit more munson-esque i guess um yeah i don't anyways, know that's pretty funny he's, he's he sounded he sounded really 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 nervous <laughs> <laughs> i think so yeah i he was like us he was like yeah. us. <laughs> so i've got another question for you i've got i've got uh three candidates on on who who caused the missed field goal uh was the missed field goal called caused by old lady luck larry munson or vince dooley or did the three of them work together to cause that because that field goal was nowhere nowhere near close I, I, yeah I, I, like i have a feeling they had a hand in it yeah something something happened there uh old lady luck is probably a big a big factor there <laughs> um i don't know man like I, I i watched it like it seemed like it was a good hold a good snap a good hold yeah he just shanked I, it i yeah i think uh i mean i haven't seen uh like him say anything which i uh, i'm sure they hopefully left the kid alone after the game but like um i mean his he had already kicked his season long in the game um so i think his season long i don't know if it was career long i know it was definitely season long i think it was 47 yards uh mm. coming into the game and he kicked a 48 yarder earlier in the game so and that was the one that i mean and it barely made it uh mm-hmm. that 48 yarder barely uh you know, made it in, uh, through the goalposts. And so I don't know, I mean, maybe he was trying to kick it harder cause he knew it was on the edge of his range, which again gets to the whole, like that first down tackle was, was exactly. so we, we ended I, up in a, I, what, what was the scene in your house? I'll, I'll say like mine. Cause we were, we were watching it. It was just the four of us at that point, uh, Kim and I and the girls and like, you know, I was, I was pacing around the house and then like, and when he kicked it, when, when it missed it, it was just jubilation, we ended up like in a dog pile on the couch. Uh, our dogs are freaking out barking at us. 
so <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea there was a 15 yard penalty on Robert Beal for throwing his helmet until like the next day. So, <laughs> well, uh, in that same vein, so, um, so I think I mentioned to you that I was not, I was not feeling it until like four minutes left in the game or whatever. So at some point yeah. I stood up at some point I stood up and was just standing watching what was going on. So <laughs> at that point I was just like standing there. I was just watching and what was, I was just watching with my hands, my hands over my mouth like this, like a teepee or whatever, like a prayer. And, um, yeah, everybody was, everybody was just on their feet. I, my daughter and her friend were sitting on the couch Carter actually, Carter actually was at a friend's house. He was having a little sleepover that night okay. at a friend's house. And so it was me and three, like my three girls or whatever in, in the room. And my wife was standing next to me and I was just watching and I saw a mystical and I just immediately were just erupted. Like oh my God. <laughs> I looked over, I need to actually, I haven't actually asked her, but she was recording me at some point. Oh, um, but I just like just erupted and just went and just, banged on the door like i had no idea apparently like you know uh apparently it was it was midnight on new year's eve i had no yeah. idea like yeah my wife my wife today was like you didn't even kiss me on new year's eve i was like what are you talking about i kissed you <laughs> kissed you later like we're talking about <laughs> kim said the same thing to me <laughs> oh my gosh i need to i need to make sure uh, that my wife i need to make oh sure my, my wife knows that because i had no idea that it was even i like the thought never even like occurred to me that it was it was new year's eve yeah um, the, uh, the the syncing up the syncing that sync up video where like apparently real time it like the ball like hit the ground at the stroke of midnight basically uh mm-hmm. on the kick i think like like for us on tv we experienced it a little bit different uh you know because of the the timing and the, and the slight delays but apparently real yeah. time that's how it happened so yeah exactly um yeah so from from our side like we we erupted i, I went i ran outside and yelled <laughs> ran down the street Carter I, did this, and the, I did the i did the same thing dude i ran down the street by myself I was, yeah I, yeah i was I just, so like i had so much energy i had to get it out yeah, uh, yeah. i went running down the street and i live in north carolina like there's like no nobody cares i mean for what it's worth like i didn't i heard fireworks going off um but like carter and the boys down the street like they ended up running down the street too um that's awesome at one point i can't remember when it was carter carter came uh, he was he was at uh he was at his buddy's house all the whole game basically at one point carter came in like i guess it was probably our first touchdown to mm-hmm. kenny mcintosh like he came running in and was like yeah, what's <laughs> up? Like, he came running in the door he jumped on me i was like yeah and then he left uh that's too funny <laughs> that's awesome but uh, we, we shot off we shot off fireworks we went straight to went straight to the 2021 natty like big game. spot just yeah went to the spot and lit lit the fireworks kick uh, kick the tires and light the fires uh, that's awesome that's awesome uh um all right let me do this really quick so i don't forget and then we can talk about anything else you want to but uh a coach's over unders update so you deal you do still hold the lead i don't i don't think i can catch you unless like i fade you completely in the next game uh so <clears throat> you again like I, I keep chopping but i just can't I can't make much ground on the total. So I did win this week. I went five and three. You went four and four. Uh, so you're 71 and 41. I'm 66 and 46. But hey, we're both above 500. But uh, you are you are still still ahead of me. There, so, so so what I hear you what I hear you saying is that I just have a Kirby death march on my hands here. 
Yes, yes. I feel like you've been doing it for a while. <laughs> You're just maintaining that same weight. Just maintaining. Uh, oh man. I feel so, like, I, for some reason, I feel like you're you're closing the gap a little bit. But I'm a little uh, bit. I'm a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So thanks again. We're, to we're, coach, at, to coach we're at we're at a we're at a billion yards that mean nothing at this point. Hey, yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, you know, we did we, we did say. Uh, well, no, I don't know. I said they were going to put up empty yards. They ended up not being empty yards. Uh, I guess they were <laughs> empty points. Uh, there were plenty of points that came along with their yards. They were good, man. Like we, we did say that that was going to be the best team we had played all year. It certainly was. Um, I, I do like, I do want to like make sure to get that across that that was a good football team. And I think, I think we got, again, I think, uh, being the number one seed did us no favors. Uh, that was a good team, man. <laughs> Yeah, I think that you we you kind of reminded me that this was the team that on on paper like was all season long. I was afraid to play these guys, to be honest with you, because yeah. their numbers just seemed better. Uh, the net, the net. I, I I'd have to see what um, Josh. I would imagine nothing's really changed because the yardage situation, but um, the net yards per play that Ohio mm-hmm. State has been putting up is just was just so. F- like eye popping that it seemed like it might be insurmountable. And frankly, like it was for yeah 59 minutes or 59 <laughs> minutes and well, 59 seconds. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think we only had the lead for like under a minute and a half total in this game. Uh, right, which, right, right. which man, I mean, you know, I mean, we know how that feels. So I know how they feel. I know it's not good. Um Yeah. But like I mean, my my question too is after watching uh, TCU the way they played against Michigan and how Michigan looked there, how in the world did Ohio State get beat by Michigan so bad? That's my question. They they clearly laid an egg at home against Michigan. Uh, well, that's kind of answer. maybe that's just a matchup style thing or something. And, and I know it's a big rivalry game. The big rivalry game. It was outdoors. Um, mm-hmm. Again, again, I think Ohio State maybe played their worst game of the season like yeah by and large that was probably their worst game of the season and it kind of goes back to the georgia game in the sec championship last year yeah you know like is 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 that team the team that like mm. was was that who they are or was it the team that played all what 12 games or 13 or 11 games or whatever prior yeah and it turns out that ohio state was the other the other games that was yeah. that was just their their turd. We talk about it like how how special a an undefeated season truly is in college mm. football, and how hard it is to go undefeated in general, like in in any sport. And here we are, like we've played we've played what we've played one, two, and we're coming up on three Heisman finalists. <laughs> yeah, that we're having to play. And we are undefeated. Like that's literally where we're at right now. Like we played three Heisman candidates and we're undefeated. Are you including Hook Hendon Hooker on that list? Because I think he was fifth. He was right behind. I, well, you know, yeah. I'm including yeah. I'm including the all of the explosive offenses that we've played yeah. all season long. And we've got Max Dugan or Duggan or whatever his name is. Um <laughs> I'll figure that out before we preview them. I'll, I'll do that research. We've got the redhead, <laughs> the redhead from Texas. Um Apparently he's redhead. I didn't even realize that, but apparently he's redhead. Um, yeah, we got we got another another Heisman finalist coming up, and I'm gonna go on out on a limb, Jim, and say that Kirby's probably not going to overlook his ability to run the ball. No, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Um, because that offense is, it, it begins and ends there. Like, I mean, yep. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll preview that game, but, um, having, got, having watched, having watched us to over pursue CJ Stroud, yeah. obviously it makes you a little bit nervous, <laughs> yeah. but at the same yeah. time, like, I feel like that the game plan is going to be different because it feels like we didn't even game plan for CJ Stroud to even run the ball. Yeah, that's what it, I agree. That's what it felt like. Whether, whether it was or whether it wasn't. Um, I have one more thing I want to make sure I say, just so don't forget this, because I've, I've I've already started to see the media or some media people and then also just the haters online say, you know, uh, basically like last year, Georgia beat Bama because injured receivers and then here that it's because Marvin Harrison, uh, which that Bullard play that was not dark targeting did basically knock him out of the game. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr., so that happened that like right at the end of the th- third quarter, right? Mm-hmm. That play. Uh, he had zero catches in the third quarter. So the change had already happened uh, defensively before he got injured. Uh, he he had zero catches in the second half. Uh, he didn't play in the fourth quarter, but he played basically the entire third quarter. So I just think that that whole, to me, that kind of ends that narrative. So uh, whatever. I, I think it's, it's dumb anyways, but I think there is a, there's actual like numbers to point that, to, to say it's silly. So. Jim, are you saying that Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't kick the last field goal? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, seriously. Are you are you saying that Marvin Harrison Jr. allowed AD Mitchell to catch that ball in the end zone? Yeah, he didn't play defense. Are you saying that Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't allow uh didn't allow Arian Smith to catch that long touchdown pass? It's mind-boggling. 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 I mean... Come on, guys. So we we did. We, I, I guess I just thought of one other thing. We we talked about Kirby's post game interview. Have you seen Stetson's like immediate post game interview? Because mm, you may have been shooting fireworks, so you may not have seen it. Um, I was probably shooting fireworks. So he, he made he made a comment uh, in his like opening response to the first question. He got to a point where he's like, and I don't know. I mean, I, maybe I'm biased, but I mean, I kind of feel like that was a better game than the 2017 Rose Bowl. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> i mean so what do you think what do you think like i, I, I was thinking rose, about that in the immediate aftermath like what was a either like the rose I don't know, bowl a better, better game or the rose game. bowl was better rose bowl was, the better. Rose bowl was better it was a big only, only because only because like the only the only difference would be is that in that in the rose bowl game we controlled the outcome mm-hmm. right we yeah. the, we we lined up sony we lined up Sony and he ran it in and we scored and he was basically untouched. Right. In this game, we had to hope that they messed up. And I, if you're comparing two of those, uh, to me, I think that the the game that we control the outcome is the better game. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, man, I still get, you, I, I'm still kind of in shock. <laughs> I'm I so so here's so here's 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 what I would say. Like I would say you know, Kirby, Kirby in his aftermath said. You know, we had no business winning this game. Yeah. Period. Period. End of story. I feel like that. If you're a dog fan, you probably feel the same way. Like we had no business winning that game, but we still did. And here we are, undefeated, on the cusp of doing something that nobody has done before ever, and probably will never do. Um, I guess. This, I guess I shouldn't say never, but like, if if it were to happen again, it would be truly, truly epic, right? Especially yeah. as we move into the era of the twelve-team playoff, right? Yep, totally agree. Um, so there's that. Um, but the other thing is, is like I, I think I mentioned it before. Like this was this was a program-defining win, in my opinion. Like 
I, I feel like that there are multiple coaches out there that lose this game. I mean, uh, sorry, Carter. Uh, Ryan Day lost this game. You yeah. know, they had yeah. they had they had us they had us beat they had us dead to rights for multiple multiple minutes in this game. Um, and even when we were down two scores, you know, Kirby Smart is you know I I feel like that like I said those backyard touchdowns you know. Marvin Harrison scores. And if you're looking at the hometown feed where you've got the game film and you've got mm. the film, the video on Kirby, like they score and we're down what 14, 10, 14 points or whatever. And Kirby yeah. Smart is just like, let's let's go. Let's go. Let's just let's just run it. Like he's just calm as a cucumber, just run our run our team. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that's he, the, he... And, the, and and that to me was the difference. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Ugh. That was a fun one. It was a fun one. I uh, still can't believe it, um, but we did it. And as I, you know, like like we said, like style points don't matter at this point. Uh, all you gotta do is win, win, and survive in advance. Uh, winning is is all that matters once you're in the playoff. We don't have to impress the community anymore. So I don't, I don't know, Jim. Style points maybe <laughs> maybe do matter, but they also are like the style the the way that which we won like just makes me savor it even more because you got Alabama fans in your mentions <laughs> you've got Tennessee fans in your mentions you've got Ohio State fans in your mentions you've got everybody in the uh, and their brother like coming into you yo you barely beat Ohio State yeah 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 nobody cares brother <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> uh I love it. I love it. Ella did make that com- comment to me. She was like, you know, because we, we, we win by so much so often, you know, these days. And she was like, <laughs> she, you know, and she doesn't always watch the game. Like she's never into sports. And so she, I think this was basically her point was like, this is the first time she's ever like really like been into it and watched like a close <laughs> win like this. And I was like, I was like, you know, I was like games like that, like they're nerve wracking, you know, in the heat of the moment, but when it's over, like they're actually the most fun. <laughs> Like I'm gonna back, give so I'm in that in that vein, I'm gonna give a couple of shout outs to some of our listeners. Uh miserable in Minnesota. Mm. Tim Riley had a yeah. question. Uh he said it's 44 to 40 or something like that. <laughs> yes, like, yes. Who's who's booking their tickets to, to LA? Yeah. Brother, brother, it's George. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. And, Very true. And hug and hug dog and hug dog to answer your question more explicitly after this game, I will absolutely take a blowout in the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Uh I know, I know John Michael D John Michael D did uh tweet at us and say, I guess I should have munson. <laughs> yeah 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 dude uh, we, have, we have some great listeners you know in the vein of happy new year like thank you so much for anybody that is with us at this point off the rails cheers <laughs> happy new years and go dogs let's as long as we're here let's win another one yeah love it man all right man well we'll be back we'll be back later this week to preview that natty um i don't know exactly when the episode will be out but you know games on monday uh we'll have it out well ahead of time uh, for everyone to listen to before the game kicks off agreed agreed and we'll probably have a have to have a live feed for you at the game <laughs> yes i will be there i'll be there i'm heading there with head, heading there with my sister uh so we'll have a we'll have a good time you have to you have to get a gopro or a, like a body cam or something <laughs> so we could we could see what's going on because <laughs> nice. i've resigned myself to the fact that i don't know that i'll be there uh, all good. All good. All right, man. Well, 
It was just fun uh, reliving it with you again. Uh, it was a great day. Great day. Great victory. What a way to ring in the new year. It was a, a win for the ages. Literally. <laughs> Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>